Hello and welcome to the Polyglot Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Torres, here today with one of my best friends, Jasmine Pernomo, a Californian teenage polyglot. Jasmine was born and raised in America and is ethnically Indonesian and Chinese. She understands and speaks a bit of Indonesian and is currently learning Spanish in school and is self-studying Japanese due to her appreciation of Japanese culture and anime. So Jasmine, can you start off by giving us a little introduction to yourself and the languages that you're currently learning? Sure. Watashi wa Jasmine desu. Yo tengo 15 años y estoy en décimo grado. I am currently taking Spanish classes at my high school, which Taylor said. Bahasa español, Japan, dan tau Indonesia. Wow, good job. That was really good. <laughs> and to all the listeners, I'll have a translated transcript of Jasmine's introduction on my blog at polyglotperspective.com. So be sure to check that out as well. We're going to start out with a few background questions. First, many polyglots grow up in bilingual or multilingual households. However, from my understanding, although you were raised in an Indonesian and Chinese household in America, you didn't grow up speaking these languages. Can you tell us a bit about your background? Uh, yeah, so I was exposed to a lot of Indonesian. My parents would basically say things in half Indonesian, half English. So I understand most of Indonesian, but I never spoke back to them in Indonesian. I would only speak back to them in English, which is why I think I can't talk in Indonesian, but I can only understand it. Um, for Chinese, like, as you said, my heritage is mainly Chinese, but my parents grew up in Indonesia, so that ended up being the main language in our household. Um, I mean, we had Chinese lessons when we were little, but I never really paid attention, so. Oh, okay, I see. Have you actually ever been to Indonesia or China? Oh, yeah, we've been to Indonesia a lot of times, so I've been very exposed to the culture there as well, but China, no, we don't really um, pay attention to that part, I guess. Okay. Can you talk <laughs> about your experience in Indonesia? Um, yeah, so it's it's very different in America. The rules are a lot more lax. Like, you don't need to wear seatbelts and cars. They don't wait for you to cross the road. What? It's like, yeah. So if you, when you go across the road, you have to, like, wait until there are no cars. And I say, they'll, like, just, I don't know, not run, run over oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think so, actually. Oh, no. Like, yeah, it's very, it's very, like, self self-prioritizing, I guess. And they're very concerned about money and wealth as well. How about some good things about Indonesia? <laughs> um, the, I like the food, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I grew up in an Indonesian household, obviously. So my, um, I ate a lot of Indonesian food. So I like the fried chicken there. It's like it's basically fried chicken, but with like Indonesian herbs and spices. And they have a lot of um, entertaining, like um, theme parks and stuff, where it's it was pretty fun there too. Yeah, that's nice. Do you go there? How often do you go to Indonesia? Um, we usually go there like once every summer, or sometimes our relatives from Indonesia come to us. Oh, that's cool. So you have family over there? Uh, yes, we most of our family lives there. That's so nice. <laughs> have you ever tried to learn or relearn Chinese and Indonesian as well? Um, not Chinese, because I just thought of it as a really hard language, mm-hmm. so I feel like I would like to someday, maybe after I'm done learning Japanese and Spanish. But for Indonesian, I never really bothered to, but I do understand like a lot of it. So I feel like I'm okay with that as well. Okay. Um, and growing up Asian American, have you ever felt excluded or perhaps disappointed not being able to communicate with relatives or other Chinese and Indonesian people in these languages? 
Um, yes, definitely. Like for family gatherings, I guess, it would be very Indonesian based. And sometimes I wouldn't be able to talk because uh, my grandmother doesn't understand English. So she would be able to talk to me, but I wouldn't really be able to respond to her. Um, have you ever felt like pressure to learn Indonesian formally or Chinese as well? Um, not really. Mainly only Chinese, but that was because my parents... Um, thought it was very beneficial, which it is, mm-hmm. and I feel like I definitely should, but maybe at a later time. Yes, learn Chinese. When did you first realize that you were interested in learning languages, and why do you continue to learn them today? Um, probably middle school when I realized the benefits of learning a language, and I continue to learn them today because it is very beneficial, and I feel like it opens a lot of um, doors to you, a lot of opportunities, like studying abroad. And of course, your career, it's very beneficial to that as well. Mm -hmm. And talking about Spanish and Japanese specifically, first, why did you decide to learn Spanish in school? And next, why did you decide to study Japanese outside of school? Um, For Spanish, it was mainly because that was the only language offered in middle school. And then in high school, I had a lot of Spanish background in middle school, so I just chose to continue that. Um, As for Japanese, it was mainly superficial at first with anime and manga, but then we went to Japan over the summer, and I realized that I did appreciate the culture there, and I wanted to study there as well. Yeah, okay. You mentioned that you went on a vacation to Japan last year with your family. Can you tell us about this experience? Um, It was was actually really fun, and I really enjoyed it there, and I'd like to go back there again, but... Um, One of the drawbacks, obviously, was not speaking Japanese, and we had some trouble with that. So we had to, like, point and Google Translate as well. Yes, I can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah, can you tell us a little bit about your experiences there in terms of, like, the culture, maybe how it was different from America? I liked it a lot. It was, like, a good difference. They're very um, clean, and they pay a lot of attention to detail. And, yeah, it's very nice. They, like... um, I feel like they're people. They are they're very kind and they'll like stop to help you and they're very like considerate of you as well, being tourists. They're very polite, yeah. Yes. <laughs> are there any things that you feel like you've learned from going to Japan? Um, whether it be the people or things like that? I feel like their culture, I think that I really like their culture, how they're like very detailed and um they do things like to the last detail um yeah yeah how long have you been learning Spanish and Japanese um Spanish since middle school or since elementary actually but that was only a little bit that gave me like a brief intro and in middle school progressed it um for Japanese I was started learning in eighth grade but I took a break due to like schoolwork and I just recently started learning again but I decided to take um a class at a community college this year for Japanese because I feel like it'll help a lot more yeah. Can you elaborate on your experience learning Spanish in school? Are you satisfied with the way you're taught in school? Or do you think that your school teaching methods could be improved your school and generally in America as well? Okay, Um, for Spanish in my school, I feel like it could definitely be improved. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's only like a certain teacher kind of thing. His style of teaching doesn't really teach you anything. So like all we don't really do anything in class. He kind of just goes over the textbook and he kind of expects you to already know the material. So yeah, he doesn't really teach us anything, and I haven't really learned a lot in the class. So sometimes I just do like Duolingo in class, which I feel like helps me a lot more actually. 
<laughs> really? Yeah, because he doesn't really look at you either. He just like he doesn't really pay attention to anything. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you prefer to self-study languages or take classes in school? Um, me, me personally, I know like it can differ for a lot of people, but for me personally, I feel like I would like to take classes because it helps you like keep on track. Because for me, I feel like it's really easy for me to like take a lot of breaks or like, give up for a bit. So I feel like taking a class forces you to be diligent and responsible for the language that you're learning. Going off of that, what do you think are some of the drawbacks for have taking a, a language via like school or community college instead of doing it yourself? Um, I think that you can't really go at your own pace. That's one of the reasons um, that I almost decided not to. But I, um, you can't. You have to stick with the class and go at their speed. So if something's come naturally to you, you can't go off on that. And if something's you're slower at you can't like slow down which kind of sucks what's your favorite aspect of language learning like grammar vocab speaking listening um I would say vocab because you just realize how expansive the vocab is and it also improves your own English vocabulary and the way you speak and write I think yeah out of your language learning experience what is the biggest thing that you think you've learned and gained from it um Probably the skill of sticking with something because I think that for me it's just really easy to give up on learning a new skill. But for learning a language, it's a really long journey and it's you have to put in a lot of effort and work and it's really easy to give up. But I think that I stuck with it and I think that I learned that it's a valuable skill to like stick with something that you start because it you can reap a lot of rewards from it. Yes, diligence. <laughs> <laughs> and now talking more about teens, you might already know, a very slim amount of American students actively study foreign languages. Only about 20% of students K-12 study languages in the United States. Why do you think this is? Um, I think it's because the education system, they don't really promote languages. And as far as I know, when like asking my classmates, they usually hate the language yes, classes yes, they're yes. taking. So I feel like it's the education system that should make it like more fun. Or maybe I think they should even start it from like kindergarten or like a lower elementary class than just bringing it up on you in middle school. Why do you think so many students, like you previously just said, do not like languages? Because I've met so many people who literally, they do not like languages. They've been studying it for such a long time. They're yeah, like, same. I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, I think it's just that... It's very tedious at times, and if you don't enjoy the language you're speaking, if you can't see the your reasons, because um, for schools, they have language requirements, right? Yeah. Like, you have to have three years of languages, but for students, that's their only motivation, because they have to do it. They don't have, like, a personal reason for learning the language, so I feel like that's a big factor and why they don't like it. Yeah, what do you think schools could do, possibly, to better implement language learning programs in their school and increase students' interest in language learning? Um, I think we should start at an early age because at middle school, um, I started language learning in about like middle school mm -hmm. and um, I really hated it. But I feel like if you start it earlier, the kids get more used to it and it's just like it becomes a part of their education system like math and history and science instead of just like an elective class that you have to take. Yes.
Do you think more students should learn languages? And why in particular should teens learn languages? Um, yeah, they should definitely learn more languages. And I feel like um, it's because but besides the whole like you can communicate better, um, it's a lot harder to learn a second language as an adult. And I also think it teaches good skills. Like as I said before, learning to be diligent and sticking with something you started, which is a really good skill for anyone to have. And because um, learning language is a long journey and it's easy to give up along the way. Yes. And for the cultural aspect of learning languages, can you talk a little bit about that? Maybe because I know you're learning Spanish and Japanese as well, and they're, to- they're like, totally completely different languages. Yeah. Can you, yeah, can you tell us a bit about the cultural aspects, things you learned from both of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I think it definitely teaches you to appreciate the culture more because um, in school, as well as teaching you the language, they also teach you the culture um, of the language you're learning. So I've learned a lot about like that too. But for Japanese, because I'm self-studying it, I never really got to experience the culture until I went to Japan. So, and I, I enjoyed going to Japan and I feel like it did give me a lot more appreciation for the Japanese culture which motivated me even more to study Japanese. I love how you're mentioning the cultural aspects. Going back to the school topic, when you're talking about why students don't like to learn languages and the school education system, do you think that the school education system should implement, because I know we learn a lot from textbooks and PowerPoint mm-hmm. slides and quizzes and tests. So do you think the school should implement more like conversational speaking skills, more culture-based um, curriculum? What do you think? Oh, yeah, I feel like they should because a lot of it is just very textbook based, as you said, and we're not really like using applying these skills um, like practical wise. I feel like we should definitely engage in more conversations instead of just taking tests and writing because in the real world, obviously, you're not just going to write. You're going to have to speak as well. And that's one of the most important skills to have. Like of that's why you're learning the language to be able to communicate. Of course. What is your opinion on the claim that being in America, it isn't necessary to learn other languages and that English by itself is completely sufficient? Um, I think that while it is half true because a lot of people do know English as a second language, yes. um, it's also, a, <laughs> I feel like um, that shouldn't be like the only reason why you're not learning a second language because there are just so many more benefits like reading books in other cult- or in other languages, like poetry, literature, and movies, I feel like it's not the same experience as reading it in a translated English, you know? Yes, yes. So I feel like, yeah, so that too. And then also just knowing English by itself. Obviously, like not everyone knows how to speak English. Most people do, but there are going to be those some people who find it hard to speak English and would prefer you to speak in their own native language. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And kind of going a little bit off that, I know because you're learning Japanese, there are some people who also say that, like, why should you learn Japanese or languages that are not as spoken? What do you say to people who are, who believe that you should just learn maybe Chinese or just Spanish languages that are really heavily spoken and look down upon, you know, languages that aren't spoken as mm-hmm. often? Um, I feel like if I did start learning Chinese, I wouldn't really have the motivation. I feel like learning a language is all about, like, your personal reason, right? And then, um, yeah, so, like, if you don't have that personal motivation, you're not going to learn the language, and you're not going to have fun doing it. Like, it all goes back to, like, how the education system, I said that 
students don't have their own personal motive to learn the language. So I feel like even if I did learn, start to learn Chinese, I would give up really easily because I don't want to do it. I would only do it because people are pressuring me to, you know? Yes, that's such a good point that you made. It's, it's a great thing to learn a language, just going out there and learning something by your, mm-hmm. like yourself studying. It's like not many people actually do that. So by just doing that, it's a, it's a really mm-hmm. great step in the right direction. And for the fun part, can you tell us about your favorite or most memorable language story? Perhaps a time where you felt like all of your work paid off or where you actually got to have a conversation with a native speaker? Um, yeah, so in Japan, we were like, we were just exploring around and um, we we passed by like a bookstore. Oh, we thought it was a bookstore anyway. Okay, so we were going to go in and then I saw like a sign and it was an 18 plus shop. So we didn't go there in the end. <laughs> it was it was very good. Um, yeah, we, we, we missed it, which was a good thing. Definitely a good thing. Mm-hmm. And a time where you felt like, all the studying that you did for a language paid off. Maybe you understood like Japanese subtitles, Span- or you didn't need Japanese subtitles or Spanish subtitles when watching a show or you got to actually talk to someone who speaks Spanish. Was there a time like that? Um, yeah, well, I, not really Spanish, but when I was watching anime, um, <laughs> I understood like a lot of, not a lot, but like I understood some words that I learned my vocabulary and my self-studies, which was nice. And finally, if you were to give all fellow teenage language learners in America and across the globe a piece of advice for going about studying languages or for those who are even unsure whether or not to learn languages, what would you tell them? Um, I think it all goes back to what I said earlier. You, you really need to know why you're doing it. Um, it's really easy to give up because learning a new language requires a lot of effort and time. So I think that you need to have a worthwhile motive that you can always look back to when you feel things start to drag a little bit. Great point. Okay, do you have any last things to say, Jasmine, about your story, last minute tips, things like that? I just encourage everyone to learn a second language if you don't know one already. Um, I think it's just always a good skill to have, and it will always be beneficial to you in some way. Yes, great point. Okay, thank you so much for joining me today, Jasmine. Thank you. I really enjoyed learning more about your story, discussing different aspects of language learning, and your thoughts on the topic. I hope that through this episode, all of you teen polyglots learned a lot about Jasmine's language learning story and gained encouragement to propel your language journey as well. Thank you all for tuning in, and feel free to contact me at polyglotperspective at gmail.com in hopes of sharing your story with us on this podcast through your own unique perspective, the Polyglot Perspective.